everybody. Welcome to the City Girls Pod. And this is the show where we are watching back episodes of Sex in the City. Super fun. And I am film critic Rachel Wagner and Jax is here. Rachel, it's a spicy week. <laughs> yeah. When I say this is a mature podcast for a mature show, I really mean it this week. This is definitely the spiciest that we've ever covered. Even it, which, and just like that. Do you agree? Oh, yeah. It was funny because... <laughs> I mean, I think we've mentioned this before in other episodes. We try to save our chat for the podcast, but we usually do exchange a text or two after we've watched something. And after these, we were sort of like fire emoji. <laughs> it is, yeah, it definitely, I'm getting red just thinking about what we're about to talk about. Yeah, this is definitely not safe for work. If, if, if that's not your jam, do not listen to this episode. It will not be for you. Don't but, come after us when we start talking about <laughs> But uh, how have you been doing, Jax? We missed you. I've missed you too. Um, honestly, I've just been living vicariously through your Instagram posts. I've been enjoying your fashion and your fun and your adventures that you've been going on. So it's really been me and my cat just hanging out, watching Sex in the City and living through all your adventures. Do you have fun? I mean, I want to get a good score if anybody's doing a fashion report on the uh, Hollywood Critics Association. <laughs> I almost wrote that on your post. Like, I think I wrote that you looked great, but I also was going to be like, if I'm giving this uh, from the City Girls pod, this would make like the fashion recap. That <laughs> uh, It was really fun. I went to the Hollywood Critics Association awards they uh, brought me out there which was very nice of them i'm a member of the group which was it's just such an, an unbelievable thing and uh, yeah it was an incredible night what well, was an incredible weekend i got to stay with my friend colleen who did the fran cast if anyone listened to that um so we become we became pretty good friends through that and uh it was fun to stay with her and we went to the madame tussauds uh hollywood wax museum and at first I was kind of like, I don't know, this may be disappointing, but as you get further in, cause the first, the first level is kind of just a big empty room with, with the wax statues. But then as you get in, there's, uh, there's more interactive, like they have costumes and props and different stuff oh, like really? that. It makes it know. yeah, really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can have like a Thunderbirds uh, jacket when you're with John Travolta or like they, you can put on a wig for other addresses or hands, your hair, things like that. It's fun. I've never been, but I always think that whenever I see photos, like when I saw yours or like when I've passed it in Times Square and they have like one figuring out or one figure out, I always think it looks so wild and fun. Like I'm such yeah, a, yeah. I love celebrity sightings. I'm such a fangirl that all that stuff is like, right in my wheelhouse I just think you it's should go I'm sure there's cool. one in New York Times Square there is and it's one of those things that I used to try and get people to go with me and no one ever wanted to go and I think I just need to be okay with being like this is an activity that <laughs> I would love to do myself I just need to actually go and do it you know it actually might be if you can convince someone to go with you it it probably would be better just because it's it's hard to get the whole thing in this in a selfie so you kind of need someone there to take your picture that's the only reason why i would say try to go with someone uh but um 
but it's still you, know, you still you could still have fun taking selfies but yeah um but uh but anyway we did that and then we also uh went to the academy museum which is really fun for the uh motion picture uh arts and sciences academy uh and they have a lot on animation like it's kind of funny because the oscars have never been all that friendly to animation there's yeah. only been three movies that have been nominated for best picture animated movies of course they have the separate category now but uh <clears throat> but anyway it's kind of interesting that like half the museum is about animation <laughs> but it was still really it was really cool yeah it was really cool so I highly recommend that if uh, if y'all are in uh, Hollywood uh, anytime, but it was fun and it was hard to find a good dress for me because I have to have a dress that has sleeves and uh, that's tough to sometimes find like a cute, attractive dress that has sleeves. That's plus size. Can be well, tough. you nailed it. I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, speaking of, let's talk about uh, Carrie's dress in the episode six, Secret Sex, it's called. And basically, the point of this episode is, do some people keep relationships hidden because they, they're embarrassed by them for some reason, or they might find it more titillating or whatever. And Carrie does this modeling shoot and it did feel very like 1998 i felt like the whole modeling shoot the way she was just like posing and the way she was like <laughs> 1 100% it definitely had late 90s vibes and i don't want to speak for you rachel so i'll just speak for me but i have a feeling you might also be on my page with this i'm not a naked dress kind of gal like no. that dress she looked incredible but wow yeah i didn't love that dress i just well i mean i guess the point is is it's supposed to wash her out but like i just think it i don't know i just like bright colors on especially in sarah just park she just does bright colors so well um that uh I, I, and I do feel like it's kind of a strange dress for your first date with somebody i mean i guess she said she didn't want she was kind of agreeing with Charlotte about sex on the first date, but maybe she wasn't really. And so that's why she wore the dress. I'm not sure. Basically, Charlotte says you have to keep a guy in a holding pattern for five dates. And <laughs> I don't know. What do you think about that philosophy? Well, okay. So I know that this is something that they refer to in um, when they're all hanging out at her apartment mm -hmm. on her date with Big. And they talk about the book, The Rules. Now, I've read this book. Yes, it's outdated. Yes, it's a big sexist. But I think that there's also things in there that come from a good place in the sense that it's about sort of preserving your heart and mind until you know that you're ready to really be with someone in that way. Yeah. I definitely think that people should be able to do whatever the heck they want, just as long as it's two consenting adults. But I will say that when I was dating, I was uh, probably a little, uh, um, I mean, a little bit more, I'm extremely open-minded in the way that I think and feel, but in my own actions, I'm probably a bit more on the uh, conservative side. Yeah. I mean, I, 
grew up in a culture of abstinence before marriage. So that's what I, you know, would do if it was my own choices in my own life. Um, no judgment for me on what other people choose to do. But I do think that there is something to the, uh, to the fact that, that if you give it all, if you go all the way, then what else, where else do you have to go? You know what I'm saying? Like that on a first date, like, I feel like, first of all, I, I would, I don't know if I really would trust somebody that much on a first date. I just, I'm sure you'd have, you could have the attraction, but is the trust there? Um, I don't know, man. But also I just feel like I want more commitment before that's it. That's all you can do. You know, I mean, aside from moving in together, uh, that's like a huge step in a relationship. And I don't know, I feel like waiting makes sense. Well, I think that's a really good point. The fact that like, say for Samantha, if what you're seeking out is more of a physical connection, there's no reason to wait. But Carrie has told her friends how she feels about big. Mm -hmm. It's clear from what we see in this three episode arc, how much she wants this to be so much more than sex with big. She wants it to be more of a commitment. So I think that given all of those factors, it makes the situation even more complicated. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, Samantha said, isn't it better to find out right away if the sex is good? Uh, and I mean, I guess that, I I don't know. I mean, if you are somebody that that is abstinence until marriage, you don't necessarily have anything else to compare it to. So it'll be good, I guess. I don't know. I'm single. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I think there are also, I think there are also other ways to know. I mean, there, I think physical chemistry, like, um, yeah, can be, it can be a, a thing in the sense that I'm just thinking about someone I dated in particular who we actually were in a show together and we kiss in the show and we didn't date seriously. So we didn't get all the way intimate, but before we even had a kiss that was not on stage, we knew we had a ton of like chemistry from being on stage together. And then that chemistry and physical attraction definitely translated off stage, even though it didn't go, you know, as incredibly far we knew we had it. We did have it. And I'm sure that if it would have progressed to sex, it would have been great too. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there are other ways to sort of gauge that. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, Samantha says that romance requires good sex, but good sex does not require romance. Uh, so I mean, that's interesting. <laughs> I'll take her word on that. I, I really don't know. Well, actually, what I what I actually will disagree with is that I don't wait. Let me make sure I'm getting this right. Uh, I I definitely think that could be true. That good sex doesn't require romance. Yes, but I don't think romance requires good sex or sex at all. I've had very I've had romantic friendships. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I think that romance to me is way more overarching than. Um, other things well I remember we talked about that with Miranda and Steve 
you know, about their relationship and how like, you know, ice cream nights could be the sexiest thing (laughs) (laughs) because it was so intimate. I think intimacy doesn't require sex. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. So speaking of Miranda, she round kicks a guy at the gym, Ted Baker. (laughs) uh, Yeah. 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 That was pretty funny uh scene and then she finds basically porn in his uh apartment and it was kind of weird because she she confronts him about it and and then she never sees him again i mean would you be that embarrassed i mean i I thought the whole thing was weird that she was honest about it I mean, good for her, I guess, for coming clean or for saying something, but I am a snooper by nature. I'm not proud of it, but it's the way I am. And I've snooped. It's not just romantic partners. I've snooped in my sister's journal. I, I just, I'm a snooper. It's bad. I don't feel good about it. I'm working on it, but I wouldn't have told him like, oh, spanky, spanky. Like, I think she could have kept that for later on or just implemented it into their sexual activities without being like, I found your porn. But I can't imagine why he would be that ashamed of it. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not, you know, affirming that whatever. I don't think that's good. And I don't think it's a, a good way to treat women, but the fact that he, just i'm never gonna see this woman because she like how does he expect to have like how does he expect to have a relationship i guess he just expects to keep it completely secret which doesn't i mean i guess the good thing for miranda if we're getting out of that that's for sure yeah that's his attitude he was so embarrassed because wasn't the porn that he that the men were being spanked by the women yeah so maybe he was so profoundly embarrassed and I don't even think he should be like maybe he likes that okay but yeah he I was surprised I couldn't tell if it's if it was because he was so embarrassed about what she found or if he was really angry that she snooped you know yeah yeah so we also find out that Charlotte dated a rabbi at one point and uh the smell of his wool i that was really funny (laughs) but i i i thought it was very funny and then when she's talking to carrie she says don't put this in your column and are we supposed to believe that everything in this narration that she's going is going straight into her column because that would be a terrible thing for a friendship so i was thinking about that too and I think this is a convention that is very early on in the series because we're only in you know the first eight episodes um I think yes I think we and I don't think she names names but I do think that um she uses people's specific experiences and the narrative and I think that's why she calls Mr. Big, Mr. Big. And we don't find out his name until like the end of the series is because that's what she refers to him as in her column so that people don't know who he is, even though like, if you know, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing I try very hard to do uh, with 
all of the podcasting and blogging and everything else that I do is I try to only share my stories. And of course, other people are involved, but I, I try to be really careful, you know, if it, if it is a story, um, either to get their permission to tell the story beforehand or uh, to tell it in a way that's, you know, fairly innocuous, uh, that's, it's tough, but, but I try really hard to just tell my story uh, in, uh, in all that I do. Um, let's see what else we got going on. So, so Carrie does go on the date with big and he's like interesting dress <laughs> so it worked i did it's it's did its job and they do have sex on the first date and uh she, he takes her to this chinese restaurant and then she sees this guy mike singer there and i this did not hold up at all he is don't you think he was just the worst yeah and i think <laughs> yeah. libby's darling and yeah. I was like, Libby is, first of all, she's just physically adorable. Not that that matters, but she's a cutie. Yeah. And he says she's smart. He has fun with her. I'm kind of like, I don't have time for your, um, I know this is an explicit show, but I don't want to say this word, but I'll say F boy nonsense. Like he's an F boy. Like, I'm like, you know, you were just, you're full of it. It's so disrespectful to this woman. So such a jerk to say, yeah, say she's smart, she's sweet, but, and they're great together, but, uh, but it's just not somebody I see myself with. I mean, this is like the equivalent of the modelizers that we talked about last time. And I don't know, I was just, I felt like they were trying to make him seem like, oh, he's not too bad, you know, like a man's man or whatever friends would carry. And I was just like, no, this guy's a jerk. I hated him. I thought it was also interesting that Carrie, having just been friends with him, did not know this really crappy side of his personality until this moment. And it made me realize that a lot of the male friendships I had that are completely platonic, um, where I've been like, oh, how did that not work out with that woman? Or, oh no, but he's such a great guy unless you've dated someone, you really don't know all the sides of them. And I should stop like defending all of my guy friends because some of them might be just as shady as Mike, but I just don't know it because they're just my friends. Yeah. You think in New York, there really are there like the, uh, the secret, secret sex place, like this Chinese restaurant where people take people like this. Okay. So I, I actually, sometimes I watch things and I'm like, I don't know. That's like, you know, dramatization or I don't relate to that, but I do. I 100% think that maybe it's not like a specific spot that everyone knows, but I do think that it is very common in New York because it's such a big city and you don't necessarily, you won't see people out. You won't run into people like you're in a smaller town. I think that is very common to keep things separate from each other and yeah it, it's so associating so big claims oh i only went there because it's my favorite place <laughs> and he says that he's not keeping carrie's secret uh after she confronts him and he says he says i can't stop thinking about you um she he's also concerned because she didn't he didn't introduce her to his friends 
at a certain point and he's like those people are losers <laughs> i didn't like them you know kind of and so um, uh, yeah and so then they end the episode with them all toasting carrie on the bus so with the bus having male genitalia like drawn on like and that was so new york to me it's like this iconic moment where you're celebrating being on the side of a bus it's this triumph and then the bus rolls in and someone's graffitied something on it so that carrie's just like the air is totally let out of her tires I, well, I and it's quite- so funny because as if carrie would ever ride a bus that that would never happen <laughs> she's either walking 80 blocks in heels or taking a cab she's yeah not <laughs> so yeah so this was a, i thought an interesting episode what would you give it overall uh one to ten one to ten okay so this is i really thought it was great well acted well written i think definitely with sarah jessica parker this is when i started noticing even more nuance in her acting but it's also when I started going, oh, I think Big is maybe a little bit of a jerk. And even though it's well written, I it made me feel icky. So I'm going to give it a seven because I don't buy what he's selling. Even with the stuff with, oh, I didn't introduce you to my friends. It's like, yeah, you said you forgot the guy's name and maybe you did, but the whole trick of that is like this is Carrie Bradshaw you don't even have to say the guy's name so I just think he's I don't trust him as far as I could throw him so I'm giving this one just a blast I think a seven is a good score I I, it it loses points for Mike I just thought he was awful so (laughs) we're team Libby we're team Libby oh yeah totally team Libby We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode, and that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. The next episode is called The Monogamous. And this is basically where we talk about the desire to be with one person versus continual dating. Carrie is in kind of la la land at the beginning. Then she realizes that Big is dating other women and that, you know, throws her off. And uh, we have... Uh, some great Stanford moments in this episode, I think. Uh, so there's in, in Charlotte, she has an interesting relationship with a guy named Michael Conway. And so there's a lot going on here. And uh, the, 
she says the peculiar effects of infatuation. So she had forsaken the girlfriends for the new boyfriend. Uh, and this is something definitely, I think anybody that's uh, an older single can definitely relate to that all of a sudden, oh, your friend is missing in action for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't know if that was something that when you got engaged, if that was something you sort of consciously thought about uh, of, okay, I'm or do you just, did you have, was that something that you experienced at all? Sort of the girlfriend versus fiance? Um, I think that just by the nature of it, that I got engaged like during a pandemic, like I think if I would love to say like, oh no, that didn't affect me. And I didn't do the hunkering down. And I think that I didn't really get to see how I would react because we were all mm, yeah, not going sense. out in the world. Yeah, like that's never, it's never been something that, um, I think I'm a pretty independent person, but also I, I don't, I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's a really good question because I don't think I can fairly assess whether or not I actually did that because during all of that, we all had to stay home and I do live with my fiance and my cat. So it's like, okay, why? Yeah. So I don't know, but I definitely have seen it happen um, with friends and some friends more than others that you're like, oh, they're doing that thing. Like they just shut it all down. You don't get to see them anymore. And even like the communication is a lot mm. less. I, have you experienced oh, that? Oh yeah. And I, th I feel like it's more of a problem in your twenties than it is when you're older because you just don't see your friends as much, you know, when you're older. So like, if you go, you know, a couple months, even six months, even a year without seeing people, it's not that uncommon. And I feel like you're your personalities are pretty, your character, your personalities are pretty well set. And so you're still the same person, you know, it's not like, oh, I, because when you're young, you could meet somebody five years later and they've completely like, maybe when you first knew them, they were super religious and they were super, you know, they have all these things. And then mm -hmm. you meet them five years later and they're like completely different. And, you know, they, uh, yeah. and, but that doesn't really happen as much usually in your like thirties and forties, you're, you, you kind of pick your lane for the most part. And so if you got along with somebody when they're 30, you'll probably get along with them when you're, you know, you're, they're 35. Yeah. <laughs> so I think yeah, that's, I and, and yeah, so, I mean, I have friends that I see fairly regularly, but none that like, if I didn't see them, I mean, obviously we just had a pandemic, so I didn't see them for long, but if I didn't communicate with them, for a little while, they wouldn't be like, oh, so I will, I don't know what I would do if it happened, but in definitely in my twenties, that was definitely a thing that was really hard. Cause you have tons of friends getting married and then they just kind of drop you. Um, and you know, that can be tough. Yeah. And it's strange that Carrie does this when her female friendships are so mm -hmm. strong. Yeah. Um, and again like big it's not it's not even like they're really nesting like big isn't really nesting with her like he's he's dating other women which is wild but if you do want to talk about a sexy dress 
that blue dress that yeah i wrote it down oh. carrie with the blue dress <laughs> oh yeah. my word yes yeah it was a good one i also liked samantha's dress in that scene with the purple fringe that was a good one i thought too mm-hmm. uh and uh, i also loved carrie's clutch in that scene it was like a modern art kind of clutch it was really cool mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to run into the guy that you're dating on a date with someone else and you better look like that. Like, that's the thing. It was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. So Charlotte, she is involved in what I would call the BJ tug of war. She doesn't want to do it. She hates doing it, which is really, really interesting when you think of it just like that where she so she just evidently doesn't like doing it because she hasn't met her yet i think that's the key <laughs> I um, think, she yeah. says it makes her want to puke which i can understand <laughs> that <laughs> i say this with the full understanding that we are in a patriarchy and and i'm not trying to be like oh poor men but i will say that there's something that we do have a little bit of a double standard about. And I know that if a female friend of mine said to me that a guy she was dating said, ew, I will never go down on you. I don't like to do that. I would say, oh, I don't feel good about the fact that he said that. Like, not that everyone has to like that, but the fact that he's not even open to it and he sort of made you feel bad about wanting that i would encourage a female friend of mine to not necessarily dump him but to explore that more and i would say that's not fair i can't believe you said that to you well miranda miranda says that to her she says i only oh, give do you get okay. <laughs> if i get so uh, i forgot that but yeah. yes yeah, i guess i'm a miranda in this sense yeah she says it's god's gift to women you can get off without getting pregnant so yeah then when we talked about that and just like that <laughs> so full circle here um so then she's so carrie sees big with a woman with another woman and she says uh, that they had never discussed exclusivity. Has monogamy become too much to expect? And then, of course, she says Samantha didn't believe in monogamy, especially when it comes to real estate agents. <laughs> what did you think about all this with Samantha and the real estate agents? <laughs> okay, so I thought this whole plot line was so funny and so Samantha and very New York City, too, With if you are trying to buy a place the whole real estate market is pretty intense and also these brokers are very competitive with each other um the scene where the original broker she was working with walked in on her with the other broker in not only in the showing of the new apartment but of an intimate moment i just thought was chef's kiss and i thought that like everything about that was just hilarious and like iconic sex in the city you know yeah it was it was really funny and (laughs) uh and you know just very samantha is her character yeah it was a good moment for her i loved carrie and stanford stanford says monogamy's on the way out as the millennium approaches everyone is keeping their options open (laughs) which that takes you back to y2k and all that (laughs) i was like oh and you know yeah, Stanford, 
you just realize how strong that friendship was and how much fun he was and was much bigger part of the show than I think I even realized before doing this rewatch. Yeah. Well, and so then Jared comes up to them and they say, this, this guy is one of the coolest people in the city under 30. And I know that you shouldn't judge people whether they're gay or straight by their clothing. I get that. But there is something to the effect of people using it as a way to, uh, to what, what is it, um, to identify, you know, mm. so that if you're in a crowd and you are, you know, a lesbian, you want to see who the other lesbians are. So you do things, you wear things, you have your hair in certain ways, oftentimes, not always, but there are sometimes identifiers. So I don't want this to be, to be said, but I thought for sure that Jared was going to be a, a love interest for Stanford. And so then when they were playing, cause he was wearing a really like out there shirt and just everything about him to me seemed gay to me. And, and then he was the love interest for Carrie in the show. So I, I don't know if that's just me or if it was just, if it's just changing how we've changed from 98 to now. Um, you know what it sort of reminds me of a little bit, and this was a book that was, and I'm not recommending it, just so I'm clear. There was a book that was called, um, it was called The Game, and it was written by this guy named Neil Strauss, and he was a professional pickup artist, probably. Oh, I remember that, yeah. For this. He had a TV show, right? Yeah. <laughs> You sure did. I never right? watched it, but I, I remember it on the soup. <laughs> you even knew he had a TV show just warms my heart because I was telling someone about this the other day and they're like, I don't know anything from about this. And I was like, no, mystery had a TV show. He had the book. And in the book, this book can be very sexist. There's lots of not great things about it, but he talks about peacocking, which is a heterosexual guy um, cause this book is definitely geared towards heterosexual relationships, wearing something totally bonkers as like a conversation piece. And that's what that read to me as not okay. necessarily that I didn't think that he could have been gay. Cause absolutely. But when I saw him, my mind went to like, oh, he's peacocking kind of an eye roll. That you know? makes sense. Yeah. I can see that. And it was Justin Thoreau playing Jared. Yes. <laughs> So that was kind of fun. Um, want an interesting Justin Thoreau performance. There was a movie last year at, I think it was TIFF, I saw, uh, called Violet. You should check out. And it's, it, it's a really good movie. It's about this uh, woman who starts uh, kind of hearing voices telling her about her life and what she should do. And she works in this uh, production, uh, movie production uh, studio and her boss is a total jerk but the voice that she starts hearing is just <laughs> oh i want to see this it's called violet yeah. it's called violet and she even she even has like images that'll pop up and and then you'll see what she's what the voice is saying will be written out on the screen it's a really artsy movie but it was one of those that actually worked for me because a lot of times at festivals you know you see all these movies you're like oh um but this one i actually really liked and i thought uh, and has Luke Bracey in it. It was super dreamy. Um, so uh, I, it, it, if you want more Justin Thoreau, which why wouldn't you not? 
uh, check out Violet. I think <laughs> you'll really like it because she's been, she's, she's not had, she's been a coward in her life. Like she hasn't stood up for herself in her life and she's just kind of done what everyone expected to her. And so this voice starts kind of telling her to be more brave, do this, do this, do, do, speak out for this, want this in your relationship, like get a date with, with, uh, <laughs> with a crazy. And I don't know, I just really liked it. I thought it was, I thought it was, it was really good. It, and Justin uh, is the voice. Justin is the voice. Yeah. So I wish I had a voice in my head that's kind of like throw, like telling me to go for my dreams. Yeah. <laughs> um, Miranda. So then we have, uh, they run into Skipper and this woman, Allison. And Miranda had broken up with Skipper and she gets super jealous seeing Skipper with Allison. And I thought this made Skipper look like a real jerk. I didn't really like this at all. I mean, he's being intimate with Allison. Miranda calls. He basically breaks up with her mid-coitus. And I, I don't know. I just, I just thought that was terrible. She, he's, and he's supposed to be a nice guy. Like he's supposed to be the one that's friend zoned, not the one that's a jerk. So that was disappointing. Yeah, I think I think the one great thing about this plot line is that it does give us the line that you're referring to when she says, like, are you breaking up with me when you're inside me? And it is kind of a, an iconic line. But yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, Rachel, I didn't I didn't like the way it made Skipper look and I didn't like the way it made Miranda look. Yeah, either. Like, I mean, she, she didn't know that he was going to do that, obviously. But, but her being, her, yes, at the her end, being so jealous and I mean, having the way that she treats Skipper is, is, uh, you know, not good. That, that's exactly, I didn't blame her for him breaking up with the girl. I blamed her when, you know, he was like, oh, I guess we're together now, whatever. And she's like, no, no, we can see other people. We can do whatever. Yeah, she feels that way, but she didn't lead with that. She didn't say, hey, seeing you with that woman made me jealous. I'm still not really looking for anything serious, but like I am wildly attracted to you. Can we get together? Like, again, all about two consenting adults doing what works for them, but you have to be open and communicate with people about what you actually yeah. want. Well, and then when he says, I'm not your private stud horse, that made me laugh. <laughs> Yeah, I know that, that she would just assume that he's going to kind of be there for her without wanting any kind of commitment. I mean, is I feel like even Samantha tries to communicate what she wants. We see in the next episode, she doesn't always succeed in that, but she tries, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think Samantha is always going into situations being as honest as possible yeah you know and so then we have carrie is sort of flirting with jared to try to make big jealous and uh for turns out big is waiting at the wrong entrance for the club and <laughs> so yeah and he says they say she says in a city of infinite options sometimes there's no better feeling than knowing you have you only have one that was cute I did too. And even though like, I'm sort of in the, 
big is overrated and he's acting a little bit jerky in this set of episodes for my taste yeah when she asks him about standing still and he puts his arm around her and they just sort of look up at the night sky yeah my my little romance heart sort of went could have had her. I, I I do think that was a really sweet moment so would you give this one like 7.5 yeah, yeah. I, I like this one a little bit better than the other one. It mm-hmm. doesn't knock it out of the park for me, but yeah. Yeah. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller Carrie from Walmart Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. All right. So then the next episode is Three's a Crowd. And basically this episode is just all about, what do they say, menage a trois? <laughs> yes, this is very, very, uh, <laughs> basically they say that uh, threesomes are the BJs of the 90s and that Miranda had only had one in college. <laughs> so... <laughs> more information about Miranda's threesome because wait was it with her and two other guys I'm not sure I'm not sure it was something like that yeah okay but here's the thing there's so much to investigate there in the sense that if it was Miranda and a woman and a guy I'm intrigued because then that's showing us like, oh, she was maybe slightly open to women before and whatever. If it was Miranda and two guys, I'm like, cool. But are we expected to believe later on that you've never enjoyed having sex with men? Like there's just so much there that I'm like, yeah. what is going on? Well, I think, I think that that's something that Barney Stinson calls the devil's three-way. <laughs> I love the three. He's talking about that, and then he's like, "I want to get my belt because Barney had never had a threesome." And I remember he's like, "I want the belt because he said when you have, when you have your first, you get the belt." <laughs> yeah, I laughed so hard though at the hoedown for spina bifida and all of this. That was really funny. So yeah. Charlotte meets Jack at these disease benefits. <laughs> I can't imagine anything that would be more romantic. (laughs) They were good. They must have died laughing, figuring that all out and making those signs and everything. (laughs) It was a lot of fun. We could put that on a t-shirt. That's great for the merch store. Yeah. I mean, Samantha says only way to do it is to be the guest star is her philosophy. I just can't imagine. I mean, I come from like, way on the other side of this whole spectrum so of course I can't but I just can't imagine being comfortable doing something like that with people that you don't know I don't know it just seems it seems crazy to me but I know that you know other people are more utilitarian about sex than 
obviously someone like me who, who, you know, grew up in a very religious background. Uh, I, I just can't imagine that being the case that you wouldn't at least want to get to know somebody being a total stranger. I don't know. To me, seems crazy. Uh, what do you think? Well, something about that line that I think is funny, but also the truth that I do see in that. And I think that this is what she's smartly alluding to is that if you're the guest star and there is your, your, sexually exploring with an already established couple that couple might end up having actually a lot of real life baggage around this threesome where there's fighting and there's jealousy and all these things that you know of course would pop up that that line made me laugh in that way where it's like she gets to come in and enjoy herself because it sounds like she's able to do that and then she can leave before anything gets uncomfortable for and her. it's probably also the fact that she is being kind of idolized by these two people and almost worshipped in a way uh, that it's this huge event in their lives and then that would probably be kind of exciting I guess exactly she's all about it she's being adored and then can just you know get what she wants and leaves mm-hmm. but yeah that that line um always makes me laugh because this is part of the magic that was missing in and just like that I mean like Samantha as a character is just yeah. I mean she's hilarious you really like, do miss that perspective for sure and she says I don't have relationships which is why I have great sex uh, so yeah, it's interesting. And Miranda says it's like picking teams for dodgeball. <laughs> That'd be traumatic. Dodgeball's the worst. Um, you can we just? Uh, yeah, no one. I first of all, picking teams is the worst because I was. No one ever wanted me to be on their team, and also dodgeball's terrible. So let's just get rid of anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do you think of dancing for dyslexia? That made. I I really liked uh I really liked Charlotte's dress though when she's she's got a gold dress with like spaghetti straps kind of a high high um neck dress that was really good but uh but yeah that was that was funny this whole series of things is also so Charlotte because she has a big heart and she wants to date someone with the big heart but yet there's just there's just so much hilarity and the whole bonkers nature of this being a thing it just tickles me no end i also feel like it's very new york and that like elite like oh look we're donating money to these causes but we're like you said having a hoe down for spina bifida and we're dancing for dyslexia right uh so charlotte uh her boyfriend wants to your boyfriend jack he wants his dream his fantasy is to be in a threesome with charlotte and some other person and she she is very obviously nervous about this this idea she has this dream that (laughs) thanks and uh and then we also have samantha is with a married man in this episode and so he she you know she says no muss no fuss but it turns out she can't control other people's feelings and he is getting very attached to her. 
Yeah, this this guy was kind of ew for me. Uh, yeah. it is, I mean, no sex appeal whatsoever. And then, of course, the fact that he's um, cheating on his wife. Yeah. Hard for me to find sexy uh a you know a man who's cheating on his wife like that's just not you know not me um and i know that we'll probably get more of that on this show but um but nevertheless yeah there wasn't a lot really going for this guy like you were saying yeah no and it's so uncomfortable when the wife confronts sam like it it just the whole thing Mm -hmm. um yeah and it's infinitely complicated like if you're having a like this episode I think is really interesting because you've all these people who have so many different needs and wants and desires and some people are communicating them in a really ethical way like to me there's nothing wrong at all with the guy that Charlotte is dating saying like hey I want to have a threesome with you no I don't think that him kind of like ignoring her when the action gets started is very nice but you see the way that people try and be honest about their desires and I just think it's very interesting because I feel like there's so much going on in this episode yeah and we also have Miranda who she's upset and talking to a therapist because none of their her friends want to have threesome with her which why on earth would you ever I would never want to do that with my friends like that that would be so awkward I don't know like I I I could I mean but then I just said how weird it would be to be a stranger so I don't know I can't win I guess it's just not for me that's a huge shocker but um but I don't know I would think that would be really weird but she's upset by that I think especially I think there's a happy medium here in the sense that like I mean this not saying this is what I want but like I don't want my like best best friend like my best best girlfriends to whenever threesome with me and maybe I wouldn't want with a stranger but it's like oh that cute acquaintance that I kind of know that things are like safe but like we're not tight but her friends not wanting to have threesome with her I think it'd be much weirder if her friends did like I agree with you they are too close at this point for that that would make me feel weird (laughs) yeah yeah I agree so then Carrie finds out that Big has an ex-wife and that he had done evidently threesomes with his ex-wife and so she then goes and meets his ex-wife Barbara who's a children's publisher and that whole thing with (laughs) with Kathy and the cigarette magic cigarettes oh my I mean, we talked about it, that she smokes way more than we remembered. I mean, than I remembered at least. I mean, you would never have that now. It's crazy. I mean, you could have all kinds of murder and violence. Like they were just talking about it with the Batman that, that Colin Farrell tried to get, uh, get the penguin to be able to smoke a cigar and they refused it. And this is a kingpin who murders many people in the movie. Spoiler alert. And I, I just like, what? We lost our minds. Murder is okay. Lung cancer, not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I'm obsessed with this ex-wife. I think she is a delightful human being. And when Carrie's pitching this book idea, and we know she sounds ridiculous with Kathy and these magical cigarettes, and you see Barbara's face and you think that she's gonna hate it. And she's like, I love it. And I don't know everything about it. Like, I just was like, oh, this is a woman that I would be friends with. And I think she's too good for big. (laughs) Yeah, she was really funny. And I mean, (laughs) it's so ridiculous. They got this book. I mean, I guess that Carrie didn't know that she was a children's book publisher. She thought she was a publisher. And (laughs) it was really good. It was a total moment of when you saw the wheels turning, it reminded me of Brady Bunch when it's like, George, George Glass. It's like she's (laughs) making it up as she goes along. And you saw Carrie just being like, what the heck am I gonna pitch? And she's like, magical cigarettes. That'll work. Well, and I, it's so funny that Barbara basically wants to become her friend. And uh, she comments on Carrie straightening her hair uh, which I feel like for me, it was around 2000 that I first realized that like, I don't know that people were, could be both curly hair and straight hair. <laughs> I remember that being like, how did they do that? That's amazing. <laughs> Cause I have curly hair. I mean, to be fair though, like, I mean, she really, it's like Sarah Jessica Parker has this gorgeous curly hair. And then like, straight hair on her looks amazing too and also looks totally natural like I think it's it's the ongoing life thing of like if you're a straight-haired girl I mean I'm a straight-haired girl and I'm always trying to make it curly you always are sort of intrigued yeah you always want what you don't have <laughs> that's true you're uh, naturally curly right yeah mine's naturally curly yeah yeah and so like I, I'm, not, I'm not someone who's like a I'm, I'm not that much of a jealous person but I that's probably the one thing that I'm just like oh like naturally curly hair to me has always been so fun well that is one nice thing about sex in the city is that they have curly hair and and like you think about Hallmark movies they're almost never anybody with curly hair very rare or short hair when um when later on this series where Carrie's like uh curly and I always yeah. thought that was so yeah it was just, really cute by it. but one thing that's very interesting that Carrie finds out that the reason why big broke up with Barbara is that he cheated on her which that would obviously concern me way more than the fact that he had an ex-wife like you know they're in their 30s people are gonna have ex-wives but uh yeah cheating is not Um, good and then we see it later with natasha yeah so ex-wife i agree with you i mean that honestly doesn't concern me at all cheating yes what's even worse me is that he cheated on her with a friend of hers that's even more like get out of here get out of here like i find it hard to believe that you would still be friends like he knew that that carrie had had lunch with her they're still on a friendly basis i find that hard to believe yeah i i definitely agree with you because i think that you can still be friends with an ex after the fact i even think that 
if he had cheated with, he's on a business trip and he cheated yeah. maybe, sure. I think cheating with a friend is just such an ultimate betrayal all around. And I try to be pretty open-minded when it comes to mistakes that people make. And um, I'm trying to be more mentally flexible with stuff. But yeah, the cheating with a friend, it just, it, it, it's such, it, it's, it's just bad. It's bad yeah. news. Like mm-hmm. if, you know, if you're going to do that again, do it on a business trip with some stranger, do not be rocking Barbara's world by sleeping with a friend of hers. Yeah. And then he says, I still talk to all my ex-wives, which uh, like they need to have a major DTR. Let's <laughs> Do they need to find their relationship? Because there's, they just, they, they, you can't just be dropping all these ex-wives all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fully agree with you that the DTR at this point is way overdue. Big is just seeming, it's like red flag after red flag in this series of episodes for me with Big. It's like, I think, you know, we've been discussing as we've been reviewing this, going back from the beginning with the pilot and seeing how much charm there is with big and how he was always end game. I was seeing that. And now I'm seeing all the ways in which I was like, I don't know if big's good for Carrie. Now it's all. Yeah. I think we're all starting to see, okay. Why we liked Aiden so much. (laughs) I think. Yeah. (laughs) I, although I died again, when Charlotte goes to the attention deficit disorder masked ball. That's so good. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, but uh, but then Randa answers an ad. They say that, that there's all kinds of, of requests for threesomes in the village voice, evidently, in this day. And um, so she answers the ad, and that couple <laughs> was, was, I thought, funny. But I, um, I loved how they were both in it together, and they were so excited about Miranda. I think this is also where we see a little bit of Miranda's ego. It's like, she doesn't actually want to do it. She just wants to be wanted, which I think we see with her and Skipper. And I, I think that that's a thing for her. Miranda's ego, which makes sense. You know, she's a very successful lawyer. There's a lot at play here, but she does have a pretty big ego. Which makes no sense to really it adds to the just bizarre nature of and just like that that what were they doing that it was just not her character her like fumbling her words and and being oddly racist at times and just like what is going on that is just so not the confident strong woman and again not that people can't change but you don't change like the core of who you are like you change little bits unless you've had trauma like serious trauma which it doesn't seem like she has like for the most part your personality stays fairly consistent in your like 30s and up I feel like yeah and I almost think after seeing say uh, this episode with Charlotte and it seems like she enjoys like flirting with women a little bit she doesn't have a threesome but she's enjoying the flirting and then we have another episode later on where Charlotte is like you know trying to be a lesbian but can't be I would but also there's still something in Charlotte that feels a little like slightly open to that or flirty I would almost buy 
if like a plot line and, and just like that was that Charlotte's like, I love Harry so much that her anniversary, I want to have a threesome with him. Yeah. Like I could almost see that happening before any of the other stuff. You know what I mean? Like being open to change and bonkers plot lines that you can kind of track rather than this being like, and no, there's nothing about that that makes sense in any world. We're yeah, it. it just doesn't make sense for Miranda and her character and uh and yeah she's definitely the hardest one to like in this first season but I think that really I mean that's the frustrating thing is that her being with Steve helped a lot to make Miranda more likable you know yeah I I agree I think this first season's interesting too with Miranda of like even her not being at the bus party for Carrie things like that yeah um, I think that her relationship with Carrie and just how strong that was really developed in later seasons that allowed us to see what a great friend Miranda could be. Um, and the relationship with Steve that that character really deepened rather than in this first season, I'm really realizing, we're, yeah, we're not getting a whole lot of things that make us, um, that make it easy to love Miranda. Yeah. The closest is the whole thing with Sid. That was funny, but she was still kind of a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Again, really funny. I liked how ambitious she was, but like, it's fun to see her like in a baseball outfit, like being sporty and like, there's something cute and charming yeah. about it. But, yeah. It's not necessarily like she's all that likable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Well, what would you give this episode? Okay, so Rachel, I really, really like Barbara, and I wish actually that she would have recurred yeah. at some point. So I'm actually going to give this one an eight. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I guess I can see that. I it, there was some good fashion in this show, this episode. Carrie with that red coat and the gold jewelry, I thought that looked really good on her. And uh, and uh, we already talked about the hair, but. Uh, but and then Charlotte in the gold dress. Uh, then I, I also liked there was Charlotte with a pink flower jacket and Carrie with a light blue shirt underneath and then had like a cobalt uh, top on top of it that looked yeah, really, that good. really good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'll go. I'll, I'm going to go 7.5. <laughs> but I feel like if I can talk about this episode, we can cover anything. We're good. <laughs> I was like, this is going to be challenging. <laughs> This, that's this what I like about this show because I like challenging myself and doing different things and uh, people have me in this super precious box and that's not actually accurate like I'm you know so I'm proud of myself <laughs> I'm I'm proud of you too and also like obviously the whole series is mature as you know we yeah. said like yeah these three these three in a row were <laughs> extremely extremely spicy so i i do think that uh yeah it was just an interesting little section that we were yeah. covering today when i was watching them i was like oh this is yeah <laughs> well let us know if you're listening what you think of these three episodes and how you think we did in covering them we'd love to hear your thoughts and jacks how can people find you uh at jacqueline c tweets on twitter and jacqueline collier on instagram
And you can find us at City Girls Pod on Twitter. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. And also make sure you're following the Hallmarkies Podcast, Hallmarkies Pod, and Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews, especially because this new show, we would really love those five-star reviews. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group and merch store. And we just started with annual patron pledges where you get 10% off of whatever you want to pledge if you do so annually. So definitely check that out. We would be so grateful. And uh, we have the merch store, which is super fun. So take a look at that. And thanks so much, Jax. It's always a blast. And we will talk next week. Thank Bye, you. everyone. Bye.